Sherry. And I'm Fran. And welcome to Modern Little Podcast. Fran, we are moving forward to a new year with more great shows planned for our listeners. And today we have Jay Julian Life Coach on to talk about New Year's resolutions, how to make them and how to keep them. But before we bring on Jay, Fran, you know what time it is. As always, it's time for Weekend Shenanigans. Well, first of all, Cher, I want to say that I have missed this. You know, we took a break for a few weeks during the holidays. I've missed doing this. And probably more importantly, I have heard from a lot of our listeners who said they have missed us. So I'm hoping that everybody starts tuning back in and we're going to be doing this on a weekly basis again. As far as shenanigans, we are beginning a new year. I will be spending most of New Year's Eve, we're recording this actually a couple of days before New Year's Eve. I'll be spending most of New Year's Eve cheering for the University of Michigan football team, the Wolverines. And I am a little hoarse right now. And I'm guessing by the end of that game, I won't have a voice at all. And hopefully we'll be celebrating another victory and a trip to the national championship share. I know that would be so exciting. And speaking of U of M, our executive producer sent us an article. It was an opinion article in the New York Times, and it was called, Can a Michigan Football Game Make Me Happy Forever? And it was written by Jane Costan, and it's absolutely an adorable article. It, it was. It and was. I, all I could think of was, can a, can a Michigan football game make me happy forever? Yes, but only if they win. <laughs> You're right about that. And you know, I am not as big of a sports fan as you are, but I did watch the U of M Ohio State game. And the lady that wrote this article was absolutely right. You were happy at the end of the game. And, and what she, yes, and what she wrote was just the first paragraph. On November 27th, the Michigan Wolverines football team defeated the Ohio State Buckeyes 42 to 27. And what a score. I went I to Michigan. I fell in love with the place. It is the proudest association I have. And for the first time in 10 years, we beat our biggest rival in the biggest and most watched college football game of the season. This made me happy. And I just love that line because... I did not go to U of M and I watched that game and it made me happy. Yes. Yes. Well, and you had asked like what kind of score and I said a lot to not a lot. <laughs> yes. And I love that line. <laughs> and to all of our Ohio state listeners, we have to do this since we haven't beat you in nine years. So this was really an exciting and exuberant event. And I am also planning on watching the game on New Year's Eve. And it's uh, University of Michigan versus, I think, Georgia, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So it'll be a good game and go Wolverines. Well, Cher, what was interesting about the article, it talked about the psychology of why we get so involved. Right. And, and you do. And for some reason, sporting events, it does that to at least Americans. Well, I personally, I can tell you that I've been on the upside of especially football games, but I've also been on the very downside of 
I, and it is. I, I get mad. I scream at the TV. I scream out of happiness. I scream out of um, being upset and frustrated. I don't know. I, it was a great article, though, that explained it. Yes. And that's our weekend shenanigans. Okie dokie. Okay. Happy New Year. And we are welcoming back Jay Julian, Life Success Coach at Life Builders Club. Jay, how are you? And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I am wonderful. Thank you. How are you? I am well and looking forward to 2022. Me too. It's going to be a great new year. Yeah, this was a this was a nice little break here. But I, I think we're ready to get back into this for the next sessions. Today's session is going to be, we want to talk to Jay about, well, everyone, everybody does the whole New Year's resolution thing, and we're only a couple of days away from New Year's. But we also all know how resolutions go. I know I do make a few resolutions every year. I try to be practical, nothing huge, usually something to improve myself in some way. I try not to be unrealistic. But Jay, why do, why do we even make resolutions? Mm-hmm. Well, I think everybody's always longing for a new start. So at the end of the year, it seems that we all start to reflect on last year and reflect on our lives and think, oh, I wish I had done something different. Going into the new year, I want to reset, if you will. So in some ways, I know that, you know, January 1st is just a day, but for many of us, a day of reset, uh, where we kind of think, oh, we have a chance to do like a redo, uh, almost like a mulligan, if you will. <laughs> Maybe we swung at a couple of balls last year and missed, and we decide, you know, this year, I want to try something new. I want to get it going again. I want to get my life back on track. So something good about new beginnings, and I think that's why we try to do it. I like, I like the mulligan analogy. Mm. Take a mulligan. A mulligan, yeah. 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 Like for me, like I could say that many times I'm the divot master. That you what? A divot master. I'm not a golfer, but I have a couple of <laughs> You're a divot master. The divot master, yeah. That's when the, the, the golfer like swings the club and hits and, the grass and right. chunks of grass across the thing. And right, the right. You know, that's what's nice about New Year's as well, is maybe we had some divots this year, and now we get that mulligan to try again. That's a good one. That's yes, good. I like that analogy. You know what I do, and I need to stop doing it, and be more specific about my New Year's resolutions, I will say something like, I want to be the best person I can be for 2022. Mm. Well, that sounds wonderful, but exactly what does that mean? And how do I get there and achieve that? Exactly. It's not, it's not specific. Yeah. I mean, what is the best? And the best for you is defined differently than maybe the best for me or the best for Fran. And so even for you, you might not even know what the best is unless you do some serious, you know, internal work. What is the best for me? What would the best life look like? What would the best practices look like? So, so I was thinking about resolution and it's said that I don't know exact percentages, so don't quote me on it, but about 90% of the resolutions that are started January 1st are done by March 20th. They're already over. And I think the reason for that is we have vague understandings of why we're doing what we're doing, what we want to do, how we're going to do it, and what the purpose behind it is. It's very vague. But if we know exactly what we're looking to do, we can actually start to see some momentum. And I, I don't generally use the word resolution anymore. For me, I use the word 
goals. The hard part with resolution is if you don't exactly do it the way you say it, I think there can be some guilt and shame involved later. I I had this resolution. It was firm and I was going to stand fast in it and I blew it. I didn't do it. But as if you say goal, oh, well, I can get back on track again. I can start aiming again. I can, you know, look at this thing with a different perspective. I'd rather have a goal than a resolution, I think. I like that too. So instead of being the best person I can be, which would be wonderful, Mm -hmm. I think I'll start with the first one is I will exercise six days a week. And I actually almost do that right now. Yeah. Right. But but I like stating that and writing it down because that is something that can go by the wayside immediately. You know, you're down in the dumps. No, I don't want to do it today. And then sure. then that day becomes two days and three right. days and you've lost a whole week. Mm-hmm. Right. And I rather than set a minute, you know, like the 60 minutes, I just try to tell myself, do something every day. Either go to the gym, even if you're only there for 45 minutes, take a walk outside, you know, do some weights here at home, but every day do something. Mm-hmm. That's good taking care of yourself. Now you're, self, you're practicing like self-compassion. You're being nice to yourself, kind to yourself, and also realistic. For us to achieve anything, we have to have some realistic things too. We won't always have an hour or two hours to do what we're called to do or want to do. But you're right. So I do the same type of thing. Maybe I said, oh, I'm going to I'm going to write for an hour and then time starts to slip and maybe I get a little JDD or something and get distracted. As long as I get to at least writing for a minute, five minutes, I feel good at the end of the day. All right. I I didn't do it all, but I did something. Mm -hmm. And you feel like you have a little bit of a victory, a little bit of a, a success for the day. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I I was thinking of a proverb that seems to help with these things, with goals, having some specific goals and that kind of thing and some some understandings of them. One of the ways I do it is I I, this, this proverb says, write the vision, make it plain so that the runner may run with it and then wait for it for the appointed time. So you write it, you make it plain, run with it, and then you wait for it. And so what I see in that is literally write down it's so important to actually write down your goals not just to have them in your mind but to have them on paper and to have them in front of you and so for me i have a vision board that every time i open my phone it has some pictures uh that remind me of the things that i've written down for my big vision and then it also has specific things so some of the specific things are to get to 180 pounds and stay there for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm not there yet. Okay. But it's there. Now, the good thing is it's not like I'm going to enter the Mr. You know, Atlas bodybuilding, some unrealistic deal at 50 years old. And that's not what I want anyway. I want to be at 180 pounds. Why? Because it's healthy. It's right. It's going to keep me strong. I'm going to be able to run around with my hopefully future grandkids. I'm going to be able right. to you know, walk and hike and bike and do all the things I would like to do as I get older. So having a realistic goal of 180 and and having that in front of me every day, now I look and I go, okay, I want to get to that goal. That's going to maybe help me to filter when I'm ready to eat the second piece of pie. It might help me to, like you said, get out and do that five minute, 10 minute walk when I thought about sitting down and watching YouTube for an hour. Right. Um, Well, I, you know, when I'm tempted to do something, 
unhealthy or eat, you know, eat something unhealthy or an un, un, unhealthy practice, I try to ask myself, is this helping me mm-hmm. towards my goal or mm-hmm. is this hurting me? Mm-hmm. That's great. It, that's a split second decision and it's right. an easy answer. Right. And it, and it doesn't always work. I mean, no. come on. Work <laughs> no, because pie is good. I'm yeah, because like pie is good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the idea of writing it down, I want to encourage uh, our listeners here to write the vision. They say that 70 to 80 percent of written goals will happen within the next 10 years. Oh, wow. Wow. Actually heard a gentleman who has done some tremendous things in his life. He wrote down 20 years prior. I heard him speak at at an event. 20 years prior, he wrote down the top 50 things I want to do in the next 10 years. And then he looked at that list 10 years later. He kind of just put it away and looked at it 10 years later, and he did about 80% of it. Wow. So there's something about the cognition of writing it, speaking it out, putting your hand to the paper is like putting it into action and kind of directing your brain towards those goals and sealing it in your subconscious. Next thing you know, you're there. Um, So write it down. Then the make it plain thing in that proverb, I think this is a great way to actually see your goals come to pass. The make it plain is being specific. So like you said, Sherry, you're going to exercise six days a week. Excellent. Maybe even writing down what you're going to do on those six days. So I do the same thing. Five days a week, uh, I do exercise. Three of those are with weights and I have it in my calendar. So it's it's part of the run with it thing. But the, the make it plain is on Monday at this time, from this time to this time, I'm going to do the free weights. On Tuesday, I'm going to do the yoga stretches in a long walk. On Wednesday, I'm going to repeat, repeat, repeat. And if I do that, that's the run with it side. So I'm making it plain. I want a 180 pound body for the rest of my life. I'm going to do it by doing A, B, and C every week. And this is where I'm going to do it. This is how I'm going to do it. This is who I'm going to do it with. Um, this is who I'm going to be accountable to, to give me a call and go, how are you doing with that? That kind of thing. And then the disciplines are write it on the calendar, have the tools that you need and do it. And then I like the wait for it is you're not going to see results immediately. And they say that the reason why most people quit the resolution is they don't have a clear enough why behind the action. Right. And they also, um, are looking for a very fast result. Right. You know, we're united. We're, we're people in the U- U.S. here. We want everything yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see a movie in, in, in 45 minutes. You know, somebody has a radical transformation and becomes a superhero. But in reality, it's going to be daily disciplines over the long haul to get what you want. Right. And, you know, well, especially with women, it's like I, I know by now that, you know, it took me a lot longer than two weeks to put on an extra five pounds. It's going to take me a lot longer than two weeks to lose it. But that's why I like, um, I think you need to be able to see measurable progress rather than just something vague that's out there. I, I do like to be able to see measurable progress. Mm-hmm. So how do you do it? Well, I try to weigh myself. Uh, you know, I, I know when I feel the best. I know when my clothes fit the best. You know, that's, it's, you know, gosh, by the time you're, you're our age, I, you, you, hopefully, you know, those things. Right. Do you have, um, and this is good, because I think this can help all of us to go to the next step. So having measurable goals is super important and having the tracking to do it so you can actually look. So I used a thing to lose 25 pounds, which was called my fitness pal. It's an app. Yeah. It's free. I used to use that. 
Yeah, it's amazing. So I write down my starting weight. I think I was 225 when I started. I put down my goal for um, how much I wanted to lose and by what time. And then every day I would track the food, the calories, the exercise. It only takes like five minutes to do it. Right. But every day I open that app, I'm like, oh, cool. I lost, you know, three pounds. I lost five pounds. Oh, I gained two pounds. And that helps me to make the decision on whether I'm eating that extra piece of pie that day. Right. Uh, because, oh, I've already eaten, you know, 1,800 calories and I only have 100 left and five more hours in the day. <laughs> yes i have been there many times well, yeah. well you know of eating that sub i might just have a handful of nuts and right you know and then and then i'll make the conscious choice on because if you don't track it i'd probably go out to applebee's and eat a thousand calorie burger right, right. Uh, yeah whatever yeah. you know but by yeah. tracking it i could say all right i'm gonna go over a little bit on my calories today because 100 calories isn't going to cover me for the next five hours Right. But I'm only going to go over by two, three hundred calories because I'm going to choose to eat this instead of that. That's the thing, too. I should bring that up. There's a there's a book uh, websites called Eat This, Not That. So if you actually right. have weight goals and you go to Eat This, Not That, any restaurant you go to, you can actually look at it and it goes here, eat this and not that. And right. You're fine. It's like so that helped as well. But having those tools to actually track it, I use a um, like a pedometer tracker from Samsung. Apple has the same thing where you can um, look at your daily activity. How many steps have you done? How active were you? How many calories? What was your BPM? If you want to get that deep with it. But I think that's the thing. If you have a specific goal, you'll put in the specific work and use specific tools to get there. You might have a different tool than I do, but if you don't have any tools, you probably won't get there. Right. You're going to flounder. Yeah. And Jay, what was that app, the first app you said for our listeners again? Yeah, it's called My Fitness Pal. Right. And is that a free app or is it a subscription? It's completely free. You can subscribe yeah. as well if you want like the workout programs they do and all that stuff. But there's there's the tracking. You could just track it. Samsung's health one does it too. I just thought my fitness pal is better. It's got an extensive list uh, of foods. If you type in the food you're about to eat, it'll pull it up and then you can tap it and add it to a list. So like I, I there's a lot of foods I eat regularly. So I'll pull that up. Uh, in the list and then add it to my foods list. So every morning, if I'm eating two eggs and a piece of toast and a cup of coffee with two things of cream, well, if that's a normal breakfast, then all I have to do is hit that the next day and it'll drop it right into my list for the day. And, oh, it, wow. it, and it, it also has an extensive list of um, activities as far as um, your caloric. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, people say, yeah, I want to lose weight. First of all, why? And then you got to know how. And then you have to know when, you know, and where. If we don't ask these questions, how, why, when, where, right. you, it won't last. It just won't last. But with a real plan, set plan, it's going to be done. I, I just, uh, and I think accountability helps. Having a yeah. trusted friend or somebody to ask you every, you know, couple of days, how are you right. doing? Without right. judgment, still being like, hey, are you doing all right with that? How's it going? Because then you know somebody's going to call you and that helps too. So you have your personal accountability and then you find a, a friend or somebody to be accountable to as well. I have a friend of mine who calls uh, or texts me at least once a week. And I actually shared with him a Google Notes. There's a thing called Google Keep. Hmm. And with Google Keep, you can do like checklists and drop lists and to-do mm -hmm. lists. So I shared that list with him. 
And I said, will you check in with me once a week to, to ask me how I'm doing on these mm-hmm. business goals that I have? And he does. Mm. And, you know, sometimes I know he's going to call me in a few days and I'm like, ah, I got to get off the chair and go do something. Right. Because I know he's going to call and nobody wants to tell your friend like, yeah, I slacked off. all. Yeah, I sloughed off. Yeah. yeah. So it's healthy and it's good to do that kind of thing. Well, I figure it's all of our job. It's all of our jobs to be the best that we can be. But, you know, all jobs require work. That's it. Yeah, and you're working on yourself. I mean, everything flows from your relationship with you. So maybe a relationship goal for the year. You know, I want to have, like for me, I've actually set goals where I felt like I needed to be a better listener and a better friend. You know, I don't know about you, but there are seasons where I feel like I was taking more than giving. And I realized, wow, I I think I, you know, I, I I need to listen more and be more available to others this year and a lot of times i'll put uh like an annual desire Mm. uh you know i keep it simple too right so some of the things like health sure we're just going to do health that's got to be a lifelong thing really no end date there's an end weight but not an end date meaning uh i want to keep that and maintain that for health you know jay i really like that there's about weight because i am always pursuing that 20 pounds sure you know you're always it's always Almost within reach. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like that rabbit. That's like the rabbit in front of the greyhounds. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's all I could almost always touch it, but then it escapes me. <laughs> so, so I've heard it said in that regard that we don't want to shortchange ourselves, but we also don't want to overreach it either. So if somebody's, you know, like I know a gentleman who was probably 375, somewhere there. And he's like, I need to get back down to my, you know, high school weight there of 185. I'm like, okay, cool. Why don't we set 10 pounds? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, let's set it for 10 pounds. Like you, you've been wanting to get to your high school weight for four years. And because that high school weight is going to be quite the process. Yes, right. it is absolutely doable. But you haven't even started, and I, you know, you don't say it this way, but let's work on a plan with the disciplines, the why be- behind the action. Let's set it all up. And it was overwhelming to him. I'm like, I have an idea. Why don't we get a small victory here? A small victory is 10 pounds in two months. And he's like, 10 pounds? I want to lose 140. I'm like, dude, if you don't lose 10, you're not going to lose 140. Right. So let's right. set it for 10. And then I will give you a high five and a, you know, big star on your forehead. I mean, let's get some small victories happening. Let's get some momentum happening and let's make it realistic. Right. Yes. That's the main goal is realistic. So I think my 20 pounds is a realistic goal. Absolutely. And and it's always out there for me. (laughs) And everybody is different. I always say, you know, I'd be happy losing eight pounds right now. And they look at me and go, eight pounds, that's like nothing. Well, but on me, I mean, I'm only five foot one. Yeah, eight eight pounds is a lot. It, yes, it is. For some people that, that could take three, four months. Right, and, and it probably will. But that's okay. You know, I think the process may be even more important than the end product. Meaning, yeah, that's where we want to get to. But if you lost five pounds, and not the eight, but you knew you did the disciplines and you knew you set some goals and you knew you'd feel good about that. Right. Because, because you proved yourself that it's, that it's what, what you're doing is, is working. 
Absolutely. I'd rather see somebody start something small and grow from there than not right. start at all and just die on the right. the start line. And again, I think, too, some of the reasons that we do things are super important. Are we doing it because it's a personal desire or is it pressure from the outside? I, I know like weight loss, for example, it seems to be the topic. If other people are pressuring you to do it, it's not going to get done. Right. You know, right. quit smoking. We want you to live. And people are like stressed out and they go smoke a whole pack, you know. Um, <laughs> Stop eating. We want you to live. And they go eat like 15 pizzas. So <laughs> it's got to be a personal desire for personal reasons. I and everybody else will be, but they'll, they'll all be blessed later as a result of it. But I think in any of these goals, is it realistic? Why do I want to do it? What's the real motivator? And then also another thing can ask is what if I don't do they've said that fear of loss is a higher motivator than fear of gain so I've heard uh, one of the premier experts on this this topic recently say uh, in sales and advertisement if you sell the benefits people won't buy it but if you sell the loss you'll sell out of the product there's only 10 left call now and a thousand people call, mm -hmm. you know, we've got a hundred dollars off people like, yeah, whatever. They don't care about the gains. They care about the loss. Mm. And so to ask yourself, what if I don't, what if I choose to not be a better friend and better listener? What could that end up looking like? Right. And all right. of a sudden I'm like, the next time I want to overtake a conversation, cause I'm a talker, I may tell myself, shut up, dude you know where this could end up. And so that helps too, just to kind of have that fear of loss or that fear of, and not a way that's going to, you know, immobilize you, but in a way that might even mobilize you to go, you know, this is worth it because if, it, if I don't do this, there are consequences. And Jay, you know what I like about this conversation is, yes, people usually focus on the physical aspects of goals. You know, let's lose some weight. Let's, oh, I don't know what, what people like, but most of the time it's, it's a weight loss. Sure. And, and also the exercise, but you're talking about deeper things like being a better listener. And I really appreciate that because I need to look on the inside too, when it comes to being a better person and how can I be a better person? What are the things that I need to improve on mm -hmm. with my communication mm -hmm. and interactions with other people? So I appreciate that about right. you thank and, you and there was a you know there was a quote from well i've seen it off and on oh, through the through the years but you can't expect a different result if you keep doing the same thing <laughs> that's right right that's right and and that's that's been a common quote oh, over the years absolutely try something new i i posted on my tiktok i just started a tiktok and that's even part of my goal is to always be learning to always be looking at new things to see you know, how to connect with people in new ways to one of the things I don't want to do. I want to mature, but I don't want to get that old mentality, if that makes sense. Right. Um, and that's kind of my in the back of my head at all times. Anytime I feel myself resisting something is when I know I should probably check it out. Mm. Well, that's dumb. That's for, uh, you know, that's a stupid app. All the kids are getting mm. addicted to it. Blah, blah, blah. Well, that's that's an old mentality. Instead, I should go, wow, there's something new here. Let me figure out what that is. Let me look right. at it. And so I started this little TikTok thing and it's fun. And for me, it's, I have to post at least once a day on that thing. So I set that down as a goal. It's on my to-do list. Every day I open up my to-do list, it's number four <coughs> on the list after exercise, after 
you know, meditation or prayer, it's there. And so if I go a day and I don't do it, I'm like, it's a 60 second thing. You turn it on, record it and post it. I blame right. That's right. so dumb. What did I do that I couldn't take 60 seconds, you know, but it was something new. So coming back to the point, doing the same thing over and over again, you're right. You get the same results, trying right. something new. You never know where it might take you. I talked to somebody recently who's 65 years old. He and his wife had some, uh, especially his wife had some struggles with some health issues recently. And she's come out of that and they determined that they wanted to lose like, I think it was like 30 pounds or something. And they didn't want it to be a pressure on them or a guilt trip on them. They know that there's power in our thoughts and our emotions. They wanted it to be fun. They also wanted it to be somehow connecting them to community. So for them, they realized that just sitting in a gym by themselves with a headset wasn't going to work. So again, like everything we do, you have to cater it to how you are as a person and how you want to do those goals, who you want to do those goals with, why you want to do those goals. Well, they decided to do pickleball. They'd never okay. pickleball ever. Mm -hmm. They went to a pickleball thing and became pickleball addicts. And now they're all pickleball in five, six days. A week. <laughs> and they're having a blast. I mean, they're getting healthy. I saw him. I hadn't seen him in like two years. And I looked, I'm like, where did you go, brother? You know, this dude looks great. And the last time I saw him, you know, he was a little bit heavier and a little bit, even his skin complexion and you know, his, his skin looks better and everything. I'm like, wow, dude. He's like, yeah, I feel great. I have community. I have exercise. I've lost weight. And for him, again, it was more of a lifestyle with an end goal to not end up, you know, sicker later. They want to be healthier. And they did it together. So there's mutual um, partnership and accountability. And then they have this community who's wanting them to show up. And I think that's something pretty cool, too. For some people, we need the discipline of the accountability. For me, if I do something and I don't have somebody, this is just who I am. If I don't have a team, somebody's like, dude, how's it going? We're relying on you. Then I usually lose steam. So, you know, kind of knowing what, what to do, but something new. So when I said I want to be a better friend, well, then I need to get into places where I can meet new people. Right. And new places where I can practice that friendship. So I joined a band and now we meet once a week and we You joined a band? Yeah. Now I think I'm gonna grow my hair out and wear tight leather jeans and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be fun. And do you play an instrument or are you the vocalist? Uh yeah, I play the guitar. I've been playing oh, wow. forever, but I just hadn't done it in a while. So there's the social component. You know, I want to be a friend. And like one of the goals I had was not to be so isolated, right? We're in this whole COVID thing. We keep having right. lockdowns. People are afraid to go public places. I used to like to go and watch bands play and stuff. And for a long time, that didn't happen. I'm like, oh, so I just started thinking I need something for community, for friendship, for mutual you know, giving and taking and all that good stuff. And, and so I, I wrote it down and then I got a call three or four days later. Hey, do you want to join this band? And the answer is yes, of course. I love it. It's an easy answer mm. when I already had it on my goals. Uh, yes, absolutely. Mm. Of course mm. I do. That's another thing for your goals too. I think it was a Jim Carrey movie where he had to say yes to everything. Yes. Yes, now, man. Yeah. Yes, now for some of us, we need to say no. So for some of us, we're not accomplishing our goals because we say yes to everyone and everything and no to ourselves. Right. We need to flip that script. Say yes to yourself might mean say no to others. And that's right. perfectly fine and good. Uh, that's self-boundary, self-care, finding a healthy balance there. For me, it started to become a place where I was working every day and the routine started to take over the adventure 
the routine started to make me feel depressed. I'm being productive, but I'm isolated. Yuck. So Mm -hmm. I started to think I need to do more of the Jim Carrey thing. Say yes. Even against my own inner feelings. I mean, I don't know about you, but sometimes you get depressed. As soon as the depression comes, you don't want to do anything. You want to sit in your recliner. You want to, you know, I don't know, hide. And so to get out of that, my goal is say yes. Hey, Jay, do you want to? Yes. And then I'm like, what are you asking me to do? (laughs) I said yes before I even heard the question. (laughs) But yeah, of course I want to do that. And then it gives you that accountability to go out and do it, you know, and doesn't mean you have to do it forever. So for some people, somebody says, hey, let's take a one mile walk together in the morning. Yes. Why? Because I want to be connected with people and I want to lose some weight and I want to be healthy, you know. So I encourage you to say yes more or say no more, uh, depending on what you need to get your goals to happen. Right. Well, Sherry and I have had that discussion that, you know, it it is okay to say no once in a while. It's 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 it, it's very freeing. Absolutely. It may be more than once in a while. For some people, mm-hmm. their whole lives have been lived to please other people. And there's right. nothing wrong. Again, we want to be givers, but we also want to give the best we can. Right. Right. And so if we're giving a spent, tired, weary resentful self to others sure you showed up but how how did we really show up and what i find is is knowing my goals helps me to say no and yes so if i know that i'm going to exercise three days a week from 7 to 7 30 and someone's like hey i want you to come to this group meeting where we do coffee every you know these days from 7 to 7 30 i'm gonna say no Right. I already have something. And, and the nice thing on saying no is you don't have to actually give a reason. Right. Um, that's another coaching tip. We get all explaining, well, I'm sorry I could, but, 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 but. And, and most people don't need that either. Right. I'm sorry, but I already have another appointment, but I appreciate the offer. Right. And that I, appointment might be that I'm going to go for a walk by myself in the woods. Right. I mean, okay. I, I think, I think we all want to, I think we all want to be givers but there's a fine line between giving and to the point of being taken advantage of. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think it was uh, Nancy Reagan who used to say, just say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was for drugs. But, you know, sometimes people pleasing is a drug. Right. It can be. Yeah. So to get your goals, you have to set them. We have to decide what we're going to do, why we're going to do it, how we're going to do it, where we're going to do it, get to the disciplines of doing it. And sometimes we say no. Sometimes we say yes. And for those goals, like some of my goals business-wise is to um, connect with people who are further down the road than I am who are more successful. Mm. The fear side of me says, you know, who am I? You get the imposter syndrome and all that stuff, you know. Who am I? Why would they talk to me kind of thing? And then I ask myself, well, well, why not? They were there at one point. Uh, And so one of my goals is to connect with people who are further along, who could mentor, who could help me and that I could help as well if it's mutual. And I remember recently watching a YouTube video on this guy who does sales and things, and he was awesome. And I'm like, I want to talk to that guy. Those are the kind of people I want to get to know. And it's part of my goals. It's it's part of my vision. And I thought it's not going to happen unless I actually take a step. Right. So I went way beyond my normal self and broke out of my fear and found the guy's number, called Texas, talked to the person that answered the phone, said, hey, I need to talk to this guy. And they were like, who are you? I'm like, well, I watched him on a YouTube video and he said this, this and this. 
that lines up with my values and I think I could help him too. I need to talk to him. And the person's like, are you out of your mind? I'm like, no, I need to talk to him. And so I almost, you know, almost didn't make it through the first gatekeeper, but I, you know, again, what are my goals? What are my passions? What's my vision? This is part of it. I can't accept no for an answer here, even though internally I'm like, okay, goodbye. And next thing you know, the second gatekeeper calls me and I go through that whole spiel and that gatekeeper almost passes me off. And I just had to be persistent against my own fears. The next thing you know, the guy calls me within an hour and we talk for an hour on the telephone. He imports all kinds of information and wisdom and knowledge. And I was just freaked out. I'm like, look at this. It's been in my goals. I took a step out there. I got beyond my fear. And now I'm talking to a guy I saw on YouTube last night. This is amazing. So I just wonder what we would do if we said no to more things, yes to more things, try more things, you know, get a little more adventurous. What the what next year at this time the conversation would look like? So well, we I should do this. We should, we should mark it on our calendar right now. Okay. Yes. And Jay, this has been very insightful. Thank you so much for once again being on Modern Widow Podcast. And how can our audience connect with you? Yep, sounds good. And it has been another honor to be here. I love talking with y'all. It's really fun. So uh, thank you for what you do, too. It's very helpful. You can connect with me through jjuliancoaching.com. You can also find me at jjuliancoaching for TikTok if you do that app. That's a lot of fun. Uh, and I do like one minute like snippets to encourage people and, and that kind of thing. Uh, also a YouTube channel, J. Julian Success Coaching as well. So uh, Facebook, I have a group called Life Builders Club, and that's fun. I post little videos and encouragements, and people have interactive conversations to help each other out. So look forward to meeting you and uh, helping out anyone that needs some help in any way I can. Thank you so much, Jay, and Happy New Year to you and your family and friends. You as and well. Have a great I, day. I figure if I keep just looking at, at the foods that you're making from your recipes, I, I get the pleasure without the calories. There you go. I will taste it for you. No worries. Okay. Oh, okay. If Thank you. Do the exercise, I'll do the eating. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, it's been a blast. Thank you. DJ. Bye. Bye-bye. We want to thank our executive producer for her continued expert advice and critiques of our podcast. Many thanks to Park North Studios for mixing our audience. And special thanks to our guest, Jay Julian Life Coach, for making our podcast so informative and beneficial to our listeners. And of course, we want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in and listening each week. If you would like to write a comment, our email address is modern.whittle.podcast at gmail.com. Again, modern.whittle.podcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to our podcast on the following apps, Anchor, Spotify, Breakers, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. I'm Sherry. And I'm Fran. And we hope you'll tune in again next week uh, because we have another great show uh, lined up. This week's quote was very timely. It popped up on my Facebook page. Uh, but considering that we are entering a new year, it was very timely. Let us celebrate a new year as we reflect on the old. While it has been challenging, difficult, and crazy times, it has also offered us the opportunity to be grateful for the little things. May we never forget that. Happy New Year, everybody. Bye-bye. When the bells all ring and the horns all blow, 
And the couples we know are fondly kissing Will I be with you Or will I be among the missing Maybe it's much too early in the game Oh, but I thought I just the same What are you doing New Year's New Year's Eve Wonder whose arms will hold you good and tight When it's exactly twelve o'clock that night Welcoming in the Jackpot 